everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks on AVA Live Radio. You're listening to the Behind the Music series. And on today's show, I've got a special treat for you. Artesian Thieves are here. Ryan's here to talk about his two new singles, Hey Little Bird Sing, which I'm going to play for you. Well, we just kind of played it for you a little bit. You got a little taste as we came into the broadcast. But we're also going to play a special one at the very end, which you're going to find all about in this episode. So stay tuned. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Great to hear from you. I am good, Jax. It is a pleasure, as always, to speak with you again. It's been way too long. I know, I know. And you know what? I love what you've been up to, so it's worth the wait. Tell me about your music. What is going on? Well, uh, as you know, over the last few years, I have been, uh, you know, dipping my toe in the water here and there, making some music, some with a band, some without and uh, just kind of throwing it, uh, it's like throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And uh, I think over the years, you know, it's interesting that this has kind of come full circle back around to the artists and thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, in that Smitty, my good friend, Mike Smith, I mean, I've known Mike since kindergarten. He was who I re- originally reached out to uh way back in the days in 2008 when I first bought a guitar and had this crazy idea, I think I'm going to write songs. Mm, And, uh, and it's funny because we started and we made some stuff and we started out on, uh, I started out with reverb nation. You, that's where you found me right? years ago. Gosh. Yeah. So true. I love it. And, uh, And so we started there and it just, you learn a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. You jump in and you're like, sweet, I'm on Reverb Nation. I'm I'm being (laughs) contacted by curators and this is really, and then nothing. I know. And you're like, uh, you're like, oh, well, maybe this doesn't work (laughs) like I think it works. Yeah. It feels like the whole world shut down and you're like, what is going on? I don't understand. You don't know yeah. about the timing and the consistency and, you know, all the stuff that goes into it, right? Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for that. That's been such a, that was such a great learning experience. And look at the positives mm-hmm. here again. That's where you found me. And that's when you reached out way back when, and it took a few more years and, uh, you know, things happen and, uh, I worked on some solo stuff that, uh, you guys released for me through all of it, Jacqueline, there's been this, this thing. And I, I, I always have the hardest time explaining it to people because I don't have the, uh, I don't have the, uh, the backstory, the musical backstory or the rich music tradition or heritage. I'm, you know, I, I just fully tell people I'm nobody, nothing from nowhere. I just decided to start doing this. And there's been this thing, this sound that I've heard. And it's this, to me, it's this complex sound. It's this mix of a bunch of different, uh, instruments it's it's layered vocals it's it's uh a lot of reverb you know i grew up in the hair rock days so a lot of those things that i loved about you know 
Hair Rock, Molly Crew, Poison, all those bands that we listened to in the 80s transcended and here it is and I'm, I'm applying some of those same principles to the music I'm making. It's just a different type of music. Mm-hmm. But this noise that I heard, I, I've been so grateful and blessed to have a friend like Smitty and even Vern. I've known Vern since, since, uh, since kindergarten. We all went to the same school. We all grew up together. And they get it. And, and they've been two of the guys that get it, you know. And they hear it too. Uh, maybe not as profoundly and as distinctly as I do at times. But once I, once I get them on board and I start pitching this to them and I start letting them hear, okay, this is what I'm mixing. This is what I, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can totally hear it. And it's this, just this vibe. And so... You know, bring it back full circle, even through the solo stuff I did with Zed, Zach Davis. There's just been this sound and I'm like, man, I got to capture that. I got to find it. And we're just here we are. We're finding it and, and you're hearing it. I, I, I feel confident, whereas I didn't before in saying you can hear it. Mm-hmm. I know you can hear it. You might not like it. It might not be your brand of music. It might not be your go-to, but Mm -hmm. I know you can hear. I know you're sponging what I'm spilling, ultimately. You know, I think when you say you don't really have a traditional music background story, you you actually have an organic music background story. And, And to me, it means so much more than just that I went to school for music, so therefore I always did it. You know, because sometimes... A lot of lessons can be learned that you have to unlearn later. And to me, what comes out in your music is the rawness and the the listenership, you know, like things that you've absorbed and that you've liked and have been passionate about in other people's music, which is typically what everybody strives to do and has a hard time. Well, you know, yeah, it's funny you say that because in talking... You know, not only with the music, okay, but in talking just personally with Vern and Mike, we've become friends. We've relearned how to become friends. It's not mm-hmm. just business. It's not just music. Yeah. And in talking with them, I've said things like, man, because look, I don't even know how to bar chord. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's another story. There's, there's an arm injury involved. There's dexterity issues involved, but I can't bar cord. And I've said to them, man, I gotta, I gotta sit down and really, I gotta get on YouTube or whatever. I gotta learn how to bar cord. Mm-hmm. And Smitty almost emphatically jumped out of his chair and he's like, no, no, don't do anything. Don't change anything. Don't go learn anything. Don't change what you're doing because what you're doing right now Trust me, I Smitty has, and he's told me, he's like, I have years upon years upon years of school and study and learning this. He's like, don't change what you do. That's why this works. And that's when I really started to build confidence in myself, which I haven't always had, you know. And I'm still shaky with some things. I don't have a ton of confidence in my singing voice. But it's these guys around me that believe in this like I do that, you know, and it's been a long road, but they're starting to believe in this like I do. And it's, it's manifesting itself in what we're making. And, you know, look, uh, 
I understand the production quality and some there's there's I could go on for days there's a thousand things wrong with these recordings but there's one thing that's right and that's they feel good and they sound good and and in this day and age when you have 20,000 to 40,000 songs hitting the airwaves a day they're good enough they're good they they'll get across and they'll be heard and I'm cool with that totally cool with that it's funny, we have this conversation as artists all the time with ourselves and also with others because art is is subjective, right? And, and it's also objective. So there's like the person looking at it and what they're taking in based on their knowledge and their, you know, what they like and what their brain reacts to. And then there's the artist. And some pieces or pieces of art or pieces of music that you release are going to be like, wow, I really love the rawness of this, but to someone else's ears, they're going to hear every little thing that they'd like to hear in there or they're used to hearing, and so therefore, maybe it's not their bag. And that's totally good. It's all fine. And he's right in telling you not to overtrain or overlearn because it will change your sound. And if you've already arrived, which I think you have, I happen to really like the rawness. It works with you. It's part of your character, your personality. It just... And I can... Ryan, I when every time you send me music, I hear that it's yours, right off the bat. You know, you made that point to me in one of our conversations, and it really struck me. Yeah, it's true. Look, I am an emotionally charged guy. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) Yeah, like I feel and experience everything just hard, Mm -hmm. like really hard. And when you said that, it was like I showed that comment to Mike. When you said, man, those guitars, that's unmistakable. And Mm -hmm. that vocal layering, like I hear it, I know it's you guys. I have zero doubt. And I showed that to Mike and he was like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, see, this is because Mike's not a social media guy. Right. He he doesn't get involved with a whole lot of it. But I'm like, see, this is why I have to do this. This is what, because this is part of what sometimes the music isn't enough, right? Sometimes just being able to play a song or write a song isn't enough. Sometimes, look, we're human. We need that positive reinforcement. And sometimes hearing and seeing comments like that, you're just like, yes, yes, I'm I'm doing something right. And that just, that was huge, Jacqueline. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time to identify that because that's exactly that's what I want prospective listeners, and uh, I hate calling them fans, but that's what I want them to identify with. I want them to be able to go, oh, yep, yeah, I know exactly who this is. Not my favorite, or yes, it's my favorite, whatever, but I definitely know who this is. Now you're talking about building a brand, Ryan. That's what a music brand actually is. It's what we can expect, you know, every right, time like, you release something. It's weird. It's weird, right? It's yeah. like uh, you're sitting there biting your tongue, trying to tell me, trying not to say, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After all those, you know, months and uh, even years of me being so combative, because I, you know, I didn't buy into it. And I just, and I refuse, and I'm just like, I'm that guy. I'm hard headed and stubborn. And uh, it's taken time to figure out that this has so many components to it and all of them 
are equally important. All of them. It all matters. You can't. You just can't throw music out there and go, okay, I've arrived. Here I am. Go no, listen to my stuff. You have to have the experience. Yeah, and you have to. You have to find your sound. You know, that's. It all starts. They say it starts with a song, but really, it starts with a sound. You know, and right. then being able to follow up with that sound, because like once somebody hears you and loves the song, then they're going to be looking to you to to be a brand. You know, like. What else can I get from him? Is he is he playing all of this music? Is there an album? Is there more? Is he going to keep releasing? You know, if I get on board with this guy and I invest in more than just this one song and and put him in my eyeline and and adapt him as a favorite, what is he going to give to me? Is he going to keep feeding it? And that's that's right there is like everything. That that is the answer to the question of why isn't everything taking traction and why isn't it happening fast? That's the answer right, right there. Yeah, and that, that right there, too, is the answer when somebody asks, you know, why are you constantly, you're constantly sharing what you're doing, how you're building the music, what you're doing in your little, you know, space in your studio, what you're working on, how you're mixing uh you're constantly sharing that you're writing, you're you're thinking of new stuff, you're constantly posting pictures yep. of the places you are that inspire you. This is why. Yes, this is, is why, because it, it matters, because we're human here again, mm-hmm. and what do we want? More. Yeah. We want more. They do. I, I have to step up on, um, like, personal profiles. I actually get complaints if I don't post every day and then if I post more than once a day, which is hard, you know, because I work a lot and my priority is not building my personal brand. My priority is this work that I'm doing every day, you know, so right. but it gets hard. I get a lot of pushback and that makes me think, OK, so one, people count on me for certain kinds of posts and they come back looking for more. And how is this information going to help an artist that is out there trying so hard to get that kind of attention, you know? And to me, it's about finding out what it is that people most like about your sound, most like about what you're doing, what you're saying, all of it, you know, how it's being presented, the kind of images you take, the quality of the the stuff that you put out. How is it that you're going to arrange that so that they keep coming back and wanting more through consistency? And that right there right. is success. And, and, That's and, and how like you build. For me, it's like, how do I balance this out? Because I don't want to inundate my pages with just, I make music. Look what I'm making. Look at what I'm doing. I also do want to infuse a bit of humanity. Hey, guess you what? I work 70 hours a week. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. I have a normal life. I drink beer. <laughs> I'm a human being, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, and so there's this fine line and this balance you also have to create because I, you know me, and I said this from day one way back when, what's really important to me, even as an artist, right, even as, even as someone who, and I hate saying this, but who aspires to get out there in the light and share the, these stories, I hate that notion, I'm still working with it. Really? But, even as that even as that artist what's really important to me is that anyone listening or tuning in or interacting i need you to know i am you i'm just a joe okay and there's a lot to be proud of in just being a joe okay every one of us has tangible worth right all i'm doing is sharing and letting you know hey look i'm on your level 
don't don't hold me in this untouchable light where you feel like you can't interact. That's my biggest. That's that is my biggest. It's not. I don't want to say pet peeve, but my biggest hang up is I know a lot of people in music. And I interact with a lot of people in music who are my friends, who are successful, who are doing well. But man, it's precarious because I really do think that once you start gaining traction and seeing success, Mm -hmm. you start to become really selective. And I get some of that is a necessity. I understand. I do. And there has to be some filters. But still, when, when I reach out to a longtime friend to say, hey, How's things going? Looks like you're doing well. By the way, your new music is killer, blah, blah, blah. And I don't get a response. And this is from an established artist, somebody who has, you know, they're set, they're rolling. Mm-hmm. And then, and I don't get a response. That disappoints me. Yeah. Because it makes me, it makes me feel like, well, maybe this isn't as real a person as I thought. It makes you feel or, like they intentionally ignored you, and that's really difficult and I, and with social media. Yeah, and I and I know nine times out of ten they didn't. No, they probably didn't I see get, it. I, I get it. They're yeah. busy and they got lives, and I understand that. But still, you can't you can't ignore how it makes you feel as yes. an interested uh, listener or prospective customer or whatever you want to be, you know, whatever you want to be called. Yeah, it just it makes you feel disappointed, and you're like, well. Right. Shows you the trickiness. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to participate in this anymore. What am I getting out of it? So, of course, the big question is how do you provide value on a mass scale so that, and and have empathy for people and make them feel like they can trust you and feel comfortable with you and still not be tied to one-on-one message answering because, like, you do reach a point where you can't, you've you you got to keep, keep creating, up. no way, you can't, I can't even yeah. get close to keeping up, like, typically people will leave me a message on my front face, or email me that they left me a message on some social page, and I'm like, which and, social page, there's like 40 of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what, and see, and you know, you know, just via the experience you and I having in the way we communicate, you know, you understand that I know how busy you are, So I consistently try to maintain that line of communication in the same spot. Yeah. And and if I'm lucky, it pops up on the phone when I'm on my phone. (laughs) And they're like, ah, there's Ryan. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, but getting back to how how do you maintain? How do you maintain that level of consistency and authenticity? How? And it's funny you ask that because Sherry and I were just, my wife and I were just talking about that the other day, uh, yesterday morning, as a matter of fact. And, you know, it, it was just one of those conversations where I'm like, look, I am not the best communicator and I'm not the best at projecting and, you know, expressing what's going on in my head. And a lot of that is because I am abrasive and I'm brash and I am to the point and it doesn't sit well with a lot of people because I am deadpan, just matter of fact with most people. And I try not to be so hardened like that, but that's who I am. And I don't mean offense by it. It just, it's just, I don't, I'm not wired that way, Mm -hmm. but the flip side of that is 
how I do communicate and how I do open up, go listen to my music. You want to know what's in my head? I'm not shy. You know that in listening to what I'm singing, the lyrical content, the story content, I'm not shy about anything. Uh, these songs, you know, whichever one you'd like to talk about, I can tell you all about how Hey Little Bird Sing was born. It was born when I met Taryn Pierce. And we met at a concert. Vern and I were down seeing Joshua James, who's from right here in Utah. And uh, the show was magical. And Scott knew Tara as kind of a friend of a friend thing. And Taryn and I just got talking and she, she had made mention. Yeah, I sing, da, 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 I'm into art, blah, blah, blah. The whole t- entire night in this conversation, I was getting this vibe of, and this is not to discredit Taryn. Taryn is, is one of my favorite people on earth. And, and it's not to, uh, to belittle or anything else, but I was getting this vibe of I'm broken. And, and I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, clairvoyant, but I am passively empathic in that. Like, I get that. Like, I, I'm a pretty quick read. I can see it in your eyes and I can hear it in the tone of your voice with most people. Um, and I just got this vibe. I'm broken and I'm look, I'm searching And it's not like anyone, it's not unlike anyone else who's human. We're all human. We all have at some point or another been broken. We all have these experiences. We all have these war stories, right? And I find myself so attuned to those things. And, you know, we built this kind of this friendship and we got together. And uh, originally we were going to start a music project as a matter of fact we we took all the necessary steps and we were gonna go do this thing and uh we started we wrote this song i wrote most of it she wrote her her verse that she sings in it and uh it's her story
conversations we had up to the point we wrote the song, it's her story. She's the little bird. And uh, one day I wrote it, recorded it just acoustically, and I sent it to her. And I said, what do you think of this? And she's like, oh, my God. It's like, how do you do that? Like, you just, I haven't, I haven't even told you a lot of things, and you just spewed out this thing that's, you know, reminiscent of my story and i'm like well that's just the vibe i get i hope you're not offended and she wasn't at all and and this song just evolved and uh you know smitty does what he does and the rest of the guys you know i haven't ever given enough credit to the rest of the guys Vern, chuck and big mike the the rhythm section i mean those guys just jump in they're not yes men but they fall right in line and they put everything where it needs to be and to me, the rhythm and the percussion is a huge, huge part of what I do. It, you know, it's a, it's the backbone. And then Mike and I fill in the spaces with, you know, he, he tells his story with a guitar. I tell my story, you know, through lyrics. And this song, Hey Little Bird Sing, was just born. Uh, you know, I made a post this morning. It's, it's, a, it's a lyrical content post. Well, it's a beautiful song, and thank you so much for sharing the story with us about it. I'm sure everybody really enjoyed it. There's another song, though, too, that came right out, and I cannot believe how consistently you are doing so well with this music. Now, tell me a little bit, tell the audience a little bit about Shadow of a Great Divide, because it's it's mystical. It's really unusual. Well, I think that, uh, you know, and I rarely post the lyrics, you know that. Uh, but here and there I post snippets, but I think that, uh, when one digs into the lyrics, they'll find it's dark and what shadow of a great divide is, first of all, what is the great divide? Well, obviously geographically people think of the Rocky mountains and, and, you know, there's, there's that, but for me, here is the great divide. The great divide is the the perpetual divide between the us's and the them's, the haves, the have-nots, the, you know, the black, the white, the good, the bad, however you want to put it. But there is a divide, whether it's subconsciously just there in your mind or whether it's literal and physically there. Shadow of a Great Divide is really an observation I've spent literally years behind a windshield. I've plied every highway from coast to coast. I've been through every small little, you know, pissant town and every big city. And in doing so, I've gotten to see and witness a lot of sides of a lot of places and faces that not everybody sees. And it got me thinking You know, this isn't a new story. This isn't some revolutionary idea. But it got me thinking when I saw some of these places. I'll give you an example. Gary, Indiana, Mm -hmm. which is an old steel town. Mm -hmm. But the last time I was through Gary was about three weeks ago. I was on a business trip, and I rolled through Gary, and that whole town is shuttered, boarded up and shuttered. There's still people there. There's, you know, there's still inhabitants, but it houses for blocks just shuttered just boarded up graffiti and 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 it's and it 
it's it's a victim of economic uh, downturn. But I thought to myself, how does that got to that's got to I can't even imagine what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Right. To be just stripped of everything. Yeah. You know, you, you know everything sure. you worked your ass off for your whole life. It's just gone. Start all over. Right. right. Yeah. And and I started thinking about this. And I wrote this song based on it's basically about the depths of despair that people are driven to when they're faced with, you know, things. Money is a big thing. Look, let's not beat around the bush. Okay. Money has supplanted a lot of the iconic things we value and place our faith in. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just has, you can't deny it. Everything, everything on the internet. Look, uh, it's not, it's in my opinion, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. But I hear this all the time, how to make money using your music. <laughs> yeah. Right. I hear that. It's the sale. I get 10,000 emails a day. Mm-hmm. Let us help you make money with your mail. Well, look, dude, that's not the point. That's not why I do this, but thanks. My, my point is money. Money is, is a huge thing. So I, loosely based this song on you know just the state of mind not re- not necessarily the actions you take but the state of mind you're put in when you're shoved into that corner into that situation you know i mean uh and there's plenty of things plenty of depths and everybody's depth and and the lengths to which they will go to to handle that kind of despair is different. This is my interpretation of one. And there's a lot of other influences, you know. Uh, and that's shadow of a back, great divide. I lived, I lived back back east in Virginia, and I've been up into West Virginia and Kentucky and in Appalachia and, and coal country. Same thing. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. You know, I've witnessed it in my family with my brothers. Um, it's just a shadow of a great divide you know that's the whole the whole tagline of that song is i crumble in the shadow of a great divide and the great divide can be any number of things any number of things and this is just the weight and the pressure at the same time i'm trying to create a song that isn't so dark and full of despair that it just turns people off Mm -hmm. so we made the music as warm and inviting as we possibly could while not losing you know, the lyrical message of the story. And I think we, I think we came up with something uh, pretty powerful and uh, pretty meaningful. And the ultimate message of the song for me is been there and done that. Down in the hollow A song of the wheel Sings a whippoorwheel In time and with the water To the old stone Yeah. 
Shadow 